Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey! Hey, folks, here we are. Good to be here, good to be back, good to be gay. What's shaking, fat man? Uh, not too much. I feel like I just saw you. We did the, the bonus a couple days ago. That was a fun, hot bonus. Get on the Patreon. By the way, we hit the 35 hundo. Oh. We got a 69 on camera. That's right. What was I'm it we down. have to do? That was, that was my idea, and I'm into it. I'm up for it. Yeah. Shelby keeps saying no to us fucking each other on a live stream, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a little homophobic. I think we should fuck hard in the ass, come in each other's hair. Yes, that's right. Give me a something about, about Mary, and uh, Shelby doesn't know what's what. I think that's what the people are into. Oh, they love it. So what are we going to do? We're going to do a live... Not gotta. We get to. We get to <laughs> do a live streaming show yes. for the patrons. Yes. And you don't have to be a patron as of today. You can get on there before then. So Ooh. if you want a live show, the chat room, and the whole thing, it's going to be really something. Or it'll be a great big nightmare, and we'll just ruin it and not know how to do it. And that'll be fun, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think you, you can't lose. Even if it's a nightmare, it'll be a shit show. It'll be a train wreck where you have to pull over and go, hey, look at that. It's it's horrifying, but I can't turn away. Do you pull over on a train wreck? Hey. Oh, the cars pull over, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if the train is uh, next to the highway, you can pull over. Take sure. a peek. I love that uh, that train crash in The Fugitive, which they actually made. It was real. Wow. They shot that. Oh, really? I always thought when I watched that movie, I know about the train crash is real in the truck. And so I think that they really put some extended screen time on there. Yeah. Like they show a helicopter. They show it four different ways. They, they stay there. And I think it was like, hey, we did all this work. Let's just really, really show it. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, let's soak it in. I told you about the famous streetcar epidemic of Benjamin Button. No, I don't think so. Oh, I love boy. Benjamin Button. Do you really? Nobody likes that I'm movie. A- I'm a Benjamin Button guy. What? Well, I'm a sucker for, I, I like, I'm a softie. Anything with like a piano and a filter and a guy crying. I uh, mean, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in the movie to me. Sure. Um, it's flawed. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's yeah. no, uh, you know, Gleaming the Cube, but it, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gleaming the Cube. That's a, it's a skateboard classic. But uh, so I was, uh, fancied myself a movie queef back in the uh, those days, and I went to film school and, you know, blew my aunt. But Benjamin Buttons was coming to town. It was back when, back when remember, uh, other cities were, were dabbling in the movie, like Atlanta, New Orleans, and Toronto. It was like, hey, Hollywood's gone jizzy. Let's, let's go out, out west and see what's, uh, or out north or east and south and see what's out there and maybe cut some, some deals on a, on a tax exempt with the movie biz. So New Orleans was flooded with movies, and Benjamin Button shot a big chunk there, and I got to be a PA, production assistant, and I had to, you know, did you ever do that? 
No, never did it. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I've I've walked by people with headsets that said, "Hey, you can't walk through here." So was, I know a little bit about it. That was me. I was that douche. Everybody hated me. We all uh, get over the uh, the walkie. It says, "Lock them up." And then you have to go, hey, whoop, sorry, sir. And the guy goes, I lived, I've lived here for 40 years. You come guzzling douche. And I'm like, I know, but we're shooting Brad Pitt's in there. And he's like, ooh. But we were shooting, and it was right after Katrina. So the city needed money. The city was in hock. And the streetcars weren't running because it was all electrical and all out of whack. And they put together a streetcar the first time in months, it was a big deal. They paid all this money, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars getting the streetcar, and they're like, it was like classic. Out of a movie, they go, we've got one take with this thing. This is our whole budget on this streetcar going from this block to this block. We got one take, and everybody's like, oh, my God, the streetcar's running again. Movie magic. Hollywood's in town. Streetcar goes down. I can see David Fincher in the director's chair with a clipboard and a headset, and the you know the AD does all the work, and he goes, Action! Streetcar goes, the whole crew's going, oh, jeez, we're all high-fiving each other. Streetcar goes down, Brad Pitt jumps on, the little weird midget uh, troll mutant thing, whatever the little guy is. He jumps off, they high-five, they got it, they nailed it, they go, woo, champagne pops, that's a wrap. One guy goes, ah, oh, shit. There wasn't any film in the camera. Fincher takes his hat off. He throws it on the ground. He steps on it because he'll never work in this town again. He threw his coffee in his face, and they shipped the guy back to Hollywood. Oh, my God. So did they, they? is the scene not in the movie, or would they have to spend, oh, go over budget, or what happened? And They went over I, budget. I, they had a, 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 an extension on the shoot. Uh, shot three weeks later. I never saw anything of it because I had moved on by then, but uh, I was fired by that point. But... Yeah, they, they redid it, but it took a whole another, you know, they had to mortgage a house and all this. Well, it's a hell of a picture. <laughs> and, um, I mean, my God, I mean, it's fun to get the you'll never work in this town again. And oh, I, yeah. I picture myself being that guy and being like, you mean Hollywood or New Orleans? And then he's like, <laughs> get out of here. You're like, okay, okay. And then he skirts away, you know, because yeah. he has one last saw the whole thing, you know, comment. I'm, I'm 22 years old, like, oh, my God, this is crazy, you know, because I'm always the fuck up, so I get to see another guy fuck up, and, and the idea of not putting film on a camera is so funny, it's so old-fashioned. Great times. Wow. I love, uh, I watched a uh, thing about um, Batman, Dark mm. Knight, the second, the second Nolan. fucking fourth Batman, yeah, the whatever, whatever Batman, the Nolan, uh, you know, uh, Heath Ledger Batman. They yeah. flipped the truck, the 18-wheeler. Yes. And there was an Instagram thing. I'll find it and, I don't know, tweet it or something. They did a whole Instagram, like, mini film about that because they really flipped the truck again. Mm. There's no CGI. And they had, like, a big dick in the middle of the truck that just went, like, and like, shot right. out like a yes. fucking, uh, like like the cattle prod. Thing. Or not the cattle prod, but the thing that from the, No Country where no it country. shoots out. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, so. Is that a prod? I think that's what how is you a prod? That's how you kill the cattle. I, it's, I know a podcast. Uh, it's, it, it shoots into the brain and comes back before the thing knows what hit them or whatever. But I think a cattle prod is electric. Yeah. That's so, the prod. That's the prod. This is a... I think it's a... Stun gun? Um, bolt? Bolt cutter? It's something bolty. Yeah. Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. <laughs> Uh, bolt bus, bang bus. I don't know. Either way, I, I know what you're talking about. It shoots it in the brain and ends it quick. 
Yeah, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. But it, that's what they had. And the, so the truck is moving. They had nine cameras on it. They ended up using two shots. It's fascinating, though. And they got Nolan out there and the whole thing. And these big filmmakers are so fascinating. The idea of shooting a $300 million movie is, and you're in charge of the whole thing, and you have a water tank coming, and a, the whole thing. It's, it's wild to think, but... They pulled it off. The truck looks awesome, and then they just take out the the, the pipe thing to yeah. make it look real. That's a hell of a hell of a stunt. Fun I mean, film, mo- movie magic. They go all out. They do all this shit you would never do in real life, and uh, just for one scene, it's kind of it's kind of cool how how important movies are to people. Where like, I know we're gonna blow up half a, a city block here, but it's for a movie, and you go, oh, okay, it's for a movie. Yeah, I always like how much goes into entertaining people. I mean, even way back 7,000 years ago that they build the theater and the auditorium, they're like, well, people got to enjoy themselves. You can't, as Seinfeld said on Comedian Cards, like you can't just stare at a wall. That's no kind of life. It's true. Yeah, I remember they, uh, in an article 38 years ago, they said, Larry David, you got $8 zillion. You got the best sitcom of all time. You're on your fifth season of Curb. Why would you do another one? He goes, hey, you got to get out of the house. And I remember being like, oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, I always think that, too, with athletes, where they'll say, you've won three MVPs, you've won four championships, what do you have to prove? And I always just think on behalf of the athlete, you're like, I like playing. Yes! What are you talking about? Like, I mean, you think about that with comedy, I mean, obviously, we need money still, I'm not exactly uh, retired here, but the idea of, like, you've done a bunch of late nights, you have a, a special, the whole thing, you're like... I like telling jokes yeah. just the way I did before. I mean, that's why LeBron was playing hoops when he was in fucking second grade or whatever. Exactly. I never got that. And people always, I don't know if you get it, but we both do a bunch of late nights. And everybody's like, why do you do that? Nobody sees them. And it's so much pressure. It's so much work. It's so much prep. That's fun. You put a suit on. You go to 30 Rock. You, 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 you tap dance it up. You, you high five some people and you get a, you get a drink. Yeah, I can't stand. We talked about it a long time ago. I think it was Rogan. Somebody was on Rogan. Yeah. Who was that? I remember oh, yeah. sending it to you and be like, "Fuck these guys." Oh yeah. Who, Who was, was that? it? It was like Russell Peters or Louis or no, uh, no, 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 no. Chappelle. Maybe it was Chappelle. I don't think he did it. I think he just did it for the first time. Who was that? Rock? No. I remember sending it and being like, "Fuck these guys." Yes. Idiots. They oh, said, oh I know. It was Carmichael. Yes, that's right. I think we talked about it on the show. It was karma. Yeah, because I was just realizing it was somebody newer. They're like, it's a waste of time. Yes. They make you be somebody else. They cut your act, the whole thing. And you're like, first of all, I don't have a sitcom and a fucking a deal. Exactly. And second of all, it's fun. I like it. I try. Maybe, I think maybe my dad will love me if he sees it. You know, it's fun to go shopping. It's, it's classic. And as Leno said so well, you're the only thing on the <laughs> network for that five minutes. It's amazing. That's true. That's Think gold. about NBC. I mean, before, if you turned on NBC in September of 95, you're watching the K-Man come through and, right. and make TV magic. And now for this five minutes, it's all little dick list out there going, oh, ooh, I'm nervous or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Amazing. It's incredible. And, and not to push the point even further and be a douche, but that second Tonight Show I did, Seinfeld saw it and goes, who's this guy? So how do you like wow. that? If I'd never done it, he would have never seen me, it, unless it was on like a you know a, to catch a predator or something. That's a, I mean that 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 alone, you're like someone might see me in a suit watching the thing. Exactly, and and look, we do this all day where we go, 
hey, you know, Andrew Schultz's podcast gets more views than uh, Colbert or whatever. But maybe it does. But if you tell people I was on The Tonight Show, it still has a little twinkle in your asshole. And you turn your head and cough and you go, oh, how about that guy's been on The Tonight Show? Even though nobody watches it, nobody gives a fuck, it still has a little bit of weight. That and also... How about this? So this show is is done very well. We've done we've been on the air for on whatever the air, whatever the fuck it's called, the airwaves, the computer, whatever yeah. bullshit yeah. in your phone for nine years here. We've done five thousand episodes, and it's nice. And there's eighty thousand people listening, which is crazy. Yeah. But I got I got my I have no pants on. I just shaved my pubes eight <laughs> minutes. I'm talking to you on a screen. I'm sitting on the couch on a Sunday. This doesn't feel like anything. Right. I'm grateful for the fans and we're, we're giving it our all and whatever the fuck. I love you and I hope you're uh, you know you live till a hundred and your tits grow or whatever the fuck. Sure. Grow but this tits. doesn't this doesn't feel like a thing. Yeah. Whereas the Tonight Show, I'm at Bloomingdale's. I got a guy measuring my leg for some reason, <laughs> and I I fly to L.A. or whatever, and, right. and you're nervous. I don't, I'm not nervous. I'm just sitting here chatting with you. Yeah, exactly. But there's a beauty to both worlds. Why can't we do both? Why can't we dabble in here and dabble in there? We're, we're by, by dabbles. I love dabbling. And speaking of dabbling... uh. This is that's my ad transition. Oh yes, uh, I figured we'll 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 do one here because I want to talk about feels. Woo! CBD, a da- a little dabble, do you of Ooh. feels CBD? Do you experience stress or anxiety if you've done a late night? You have, you or if you're right. human. By the way, it's very human to have anxiety. We all have it at some point. Maybe you have chronic pain. By the way, I'm 38. I got pains shooting up my ass all the time. Mm-hmm. No pain. No or maybe gain. you have. Maybe you have trouble sleeping at least once a week. I have trouble sleeping every night. I think you do, too. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we got, we got news for you. You're not alone. Every one of us do. We love CBD. You're a big CBD guy. I used it for like two weeks. They sent us a sample. Feels did. And I was putting it in my chamomile tea. Sarah was sticking it right up her twat. And I've never slept better. I mean, I felt less stress. It was great. It's a, it's a great product. You feel... You don't feel groggy the next day or anything like that. You just your eyes feel a little bit heavier. It doesn't screw you up or anything. I'm still sober, everybody. It's it's just a delightful product, and uh, they'll deliver it right to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. That's what it helped me with. And it's easy to take. Few drops under the tongue. I put it in my tea. Whatever. I know you love this stuff. Tell them a little more. Big fan of the feels. I can't sleep. I have to do the CBD every night. I'm on a nightly now because if I don't take it, I I wake up at 5 a.m. with a, a Vietnam flashback and I want to kill myself. So you got to do it. You got to get on the membership. That's what I do. Join the feels community to get feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you to become a member today by going to feels.com slash Tuesdays, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Wow. That's uh, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Tuesdays to become a member and get your 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. One more time, feels.com slash Tuesdays, and feel better. Uh, but just r- real quick to wrap up what we were talking about there. Yeah. Even doing the specials, we do our we did our specials on our own, and it felt rock and roll, and 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 we just shot it on our own and did it. But even that, you still kind of miss the uh, truck and the suits and yes. the steam that they have the they shoot the smoke or the steam whatever the fuck it is. Good and point. 
and there's an audience person, Samantha's seating everybody and yelling at everyone. And it, there's fun to have the truck with the big wires going into yes. the venue and and not having that, it does feel rock and roll and do it yourself and all that shit, which was amazing. And I'm grateful. And by the way, check it out. I hate myself on YouTube. Yeah. And but still, it doesn't quite have that feeling of like when you get the email with the date and like, here's the deal. Here's the numbers, yes. all that stuff. It, it does take away. I, I like shooting a special in a with with a network. That's true. I mean, I hate to hate to, you know, jizz on our own brigade, but uh there's something fun about industry. Industry is the ultimate compliment because you go do your shoot and there's eight guys in cargo shorts with a with bad facial hair and a bandana, you know, lugging in wires and moving scaffolding. And you go, those guys have a job because I'm telling jokes. Isn't that weird? And that's a huge compliment that all this infrastructure is because of me and my yucks. So that's why The Tonight Show feels so good, and that's why we get so bitter when these cum-guzzling dweebs won't book us on you know, Hulu or whatever the hell, because The Tonight Show feels good because you were chosen, and they trust you to tell quality enough shit that they can put it on their channel. That's kind of nice. It's pretty amazing. We were just talking about Sarah and I right before these, some of these bookers and industry-type people. Some of them suck. Some of them are great. But I was just talking about that with JP, who books Conan. Rest in peace, Conan, uh, by the way. So weird. I know. Uh, we could I... talk about that another 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 day. But um, JP, I remember who was the booker of that show. He'd just be like, I'd be like, I want to add this joke. He's like, yeah, whatever you think. It's your set. Oh. I don't know. To, to earn that trust early on, you don't have that. But when they go, yeah, yeah, put together a set and shoot it up my ass and see if I come. And, and they usually come and let you, you know, Fuck him in the ass. That really kind of <laughs> fell off there, that analogy. But Well, it's funny when uh, we get to the point where fucking someone in the ass is falling off. Like, oh, boy, we really <laughs> got uh, bland at the end there. Just the anal. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that feels good. It's almost like the like a special is like the Olympics. And we're setting a record on our own with our YouTube or whatever it is. But it's got to be nice to be part of the Olympics. You know, it's the... It's the fucking the torch and the the special needs and the you know the Asians the whole thing. Yeah, the Olympics are fun. They got the big flame they carry around and Ali shakes and all that stuff and uh, you know. Yeah, you don't want him with a match that'll that'll light a, a flag on fire. Next thing you know, Beijing's a a, a fucking <laughs> ashtray. I feel bad though. By the way, that that the '96 Olympics with Ali the whole time I was like ah. <laughs> Get him out of here. It's, it's <laughs> fucking me up. I feel terrible for the guy. He's just up there like... I know. <laughs> I'm, what's, I'm what's, like, what's next? You're going to have Michael J. Fox a, a, a fucking chainsaw? This is risky. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not inspired. I feel terrible. I'm glad he's enjoying himself, but he just looks like a kook out there. Yeah. And everyone's like, this is the greatest moment in, in history. And I'm like, all right, put him away and, yes. and, and send out, you know... I don't know. Who's another Olympian? Uh, uh, Lou Gaines? Spike Owens? <laughs> Lou Gaines, he had the, uh, the HIV, I believe. Oh, yeah, he hit his head. Mario Lopez played him That's in a right. made-for-TV movie. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine was good. Big gay, big diver, big big AIDS. By the way, Spike Owens was the shortstop on the 86 Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Owens? Where'd you get that out of? Was he an Olympian? 
Ah, uh, maybe. I don't think so. He was traded from the Mariners early in the uh, 86 season. This is for eight people that are like at home shitting them. He's like, he's talking about Spike Owens. This is crazy. <laughs> I'll get three tweets, the people that came. By the way, who's got the best names in the world, by the way, group-wise? Jazz musicians. You know, it's like Bleeding Gums Asshole and, uh, you know, uh, Bloody Cadaver Don Johnson. Then you got... Blues singers, then you got uh, baseball players. You know, it's like Buzzy Jizz and uh, 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 Queef Queen Mulaney or whatever. And then you got, who's another? Uh, uh, golfers, too. Golfers have great names. It's like, you know, Dickless Bill and uh, Shoeless Anal and all this shit. I think you're thinking of Cowboys. Mm. <laughs> Dickless well, Bill sounds like an Old West character. Well, there's Billy the Fag, or well, there's one of those. Uh, I can't think of <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Shit. <laughs> I can't uh, jerk off Don. I don't know, but I feel like golfers, uh, blues, and baseball have the best names. I was listening to a jazz. I'm over here. I, I don't want to be a, a big queef over here. Oh, God. Shelby's texting. Oh, Catfish Hunter. That's a fun baseball player with the mustache. There you go. All right, <clears throat> Shelby. Nice. I had no idea Shelby's even heard of baseball, but... Um, <laughs> or us. Good, good pull. Good pull, yeah. Shelby. I can't believe he's listening. I know. Um, Shocker. Wait, what was I just going to say? Oh, last night. I'm going to sound like such a douche, but I had the night off last night. Sarah was out, you know, fucking somebody. I don't know what she does, but... I'm here watching TV, and you know that feeling where you're like, I've just watched too much TV. I'm clicking. Yes. And so I killed the TV, and I sat at, I, I'm reading uh, On the Road, the Kerouac book that I always pretended to have read, and <laughs> they're talking about jazz music. So I put on some jazz, and he mentions this guy by name. You ever hear this, this uh, cunt, George Sebring? I have heard of Sebring. Good car. Shearing, Shearing, George ah, Shearing. I know Harry Shearer. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Handsome Dan. Well, anyways, this guy, George Shearer, I threw him on. He's a piano player, and he's boop, 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 boopin'. Wait and, a uh, I Not Ed Shearing. No, no, no. He's a new guy. I saw him at a club. Remember that story? That was in Dublin. Invite he, only. It was me and a bunch of teenagers. Oh, that's right. He's a pasty, <laughs> chunky ginger. Yeah, he's like um, Nate McIntosh. He looks a little bit like Nate McIntosh, oh. I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Nate was hung over and uh, floating in a river for a week. Yeah, he's not. It's not good, Sharon. No, don't get me wrong. You know, Nate's not exactly a sex symbol himself, that's, but that's true as well. He's more of a. He's kind of a muppet. He's better looking than Sharon, by the way. Way better. Uh, Nate McIntosh. Had a bit that Burr did on his monologue. That's right. Way before. And it's, it's, it's a great bit. And uh, I felt for him because no one's going to go, hey, Burr, obviously neither one of them took it. I know. And they're both but, pale redheads who do comedy. So they're going to give it to Burr. But Nate, Nate's a funny guy. Great comic. And yeah, he was doing that bit before. Uh, but, but also, I don't, I don't watch all Burr's sets. He might have been doing it at the, you know, the Funny Bone and whatever. But True. my point is, I feel for McIntosh. Great bit. Yeah. But. So comic. last night, I'm, I'm sitting here. I got my feet up. I'm listening to some jazz. I'm reading On the Road. I felt like a real douche. I wanted a pipe, and Sarah came home, and she's like, what are, you, what are you doing with your life? I had a candle going. It was quite delightful. All right. Well, don't you feel like, I don't know what it is. I'm watching TV, and I have the same thing. I'm like, ah, I got to do something with my life. You're such a lazy douche. But uh, I start reading, and I'm like, well, this is pointless, too. I I have exactly that. That's my whole life 
is questioning every decision. I'm like, I'm watching a, I'm watching Goodfellas again. Right. And then I'm like, I should watch something new. And I start watching that. I'm like, this movie sucks. And I'm like, I'll read. And then I'm reading. I'm like, well, I should have just been watching Goodfellas. I should just, why not? I was enjoying watching the thing. But do you have this? I always picture this. Maybe we already talked about this. Fuck me hard. I picture a whole stadium of people watching me in my living room oh. going, ah, oh, what an idiot. Look at same, him. Same thing. I have the same I, I, thing. I just picture th- five thousand. Th- every person I've ever met in my life being like, "Good fellas again." What yeah. a piece of shit. I mean, I've said this before. I'll, I'll queef it again. I every time I'm in a, a, a dressing room at Macy's, I'm putting some leather pants on and high heels, and all my friends from high school go, "You think you can pull that off? You come guzzling chooch? What are you crazy? You dumb fat queer? You can't pull that off? Where, where'd you get that leather jacket? Nice zippers." That's why I gotta wear a leather jacket on a, in a, in a podcast with you, just so I can get it get it over with. I've, I, by the way, I've I've, ne- I've never uh, we've talked about this too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. I hate myself, <laughs> but I've never changed style. You pull up a photo of me in 1988. I'm wearing a fucking a Red Sox t-shirt, a pair of jeans that are too short, and a pair of Reeboks. And I switched to New Balance because they're better for my plantar fasciitis. But other than that, I'm wearing the same pants I wore when I was nine. The only you had the same haircut. It might have been a little longer when I met you, but that was the '90s and things were different. And there was no internet and and God hated fags. But I will say you changed your frames. That's the only new, thing I've noticed. Got new frames, and by the way, my career took off. My manager, I remember, was resenting her at the time. She was like, "You need new glasses," and I was like, "What kind of cunt tells a guy he needs new glasses? These were hand wired and and bent in the factory." And, uh, you know, they had all the crust on them, the, yeah. the yellow and the snot and the shit. I changed them. Three days later, I was on Letterman. So I got to <laughs> I gotta eat her out next time I see her. She was right. Those frames look like something out of a out of a serial killer's twat. I, I don't know where you got them. I don't know what you did with them. I hope they're in a ditch in Biloxi. But you know what I've never seen you do? You've had glasses for 48 years. I've never seen you take them off and do this number. You know that move them. where you clean? I've never seen you clean those once. Now let me tell you. Let me ask you this: Where do you stand on this? Because one time I was on a uh, a plane mm. with a uh, with a private of of the private uh, variety. Yes, with uh, with a, with a group of comics, and one of them was a female, and she was sitting across from me, and she goes, "Can I do something?" And she took my glasses off and cleaned them. Ooh, and I wanted to kick her right in the twat and throw her out of the fucking airplane. I don't like but it. the other guy I was with was like, that's sexy. That's hot. That would turn me on if someone did that. And I'm like, to me, it was like, hey, I don't like your face. I'm going to change it. Yeah. So, I, but it sounds like you're on my team here. I don't. Well, first of all, I don't. These are on your on your mug there. That's a that's a private area. And so to, just to lift that off is, is a bit of a reach. And then to clean them and then put them back. Without asking, I, I don't care for it. You know, that's that's like somebody putting their finger in your nose and going, hold on, you got a little bug there. I, I don't care for that, and I think she overstepped, and I think she should be killed. I feel the same way. It's like it's like if she was wearing a dress, and I, I saw her little panty triangle and said, hey, you got a little stain there. I pulled them out, ringed them out, drank them, which is a fantasy of mine, and then put them back on. You know, that would be hot but inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. I don't care for it. It's. Uh, I had a friend. He would uh, go up to. This is in high school. He would go up to girls at a bar, and he was. He could undo a bra strap with one hand, and all the girls would like yell at him and throw drinks on him. But he was really good at it. And it, to me, it's very similar. Like he didn't ask. She didn't ask. 
I know she's trying to help you, but I don't know. I don't care for that. And I feel like glasses get a bad rap. People do the whole, like, hey, can I try them on? Whoa, you're blind as a douche. Holy hell, what are you, gay? Uh, you know, and that's a little insulting. I agree, and <clears throat> it's, not, it's not easy you know, wearing glasses, but those old glasses were shit. And it's just like we talk about with the cargo shorts. Nobody tells you that wire frames are gay until it's too late when they go, what are you doing with those glasses, you piece of shit? Nobody emailed me to say, hey, we switched to these fucking things. I know. Uh, I guess you got to go just by sight. Like, I don't see anybody wearing jeans shorts anymore. So I go, all right, I guess those are out. But in Europe, they're huge. They got tight jean shorts, but then you, that's how you identify the Europe's. I, I, I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on, but I'm sticking with the hoodie, the jeans, and the New Balance, and uh, these filthy glasses. Yeah, Europe's all over the place. Uh, I play a game of foreign or gay. I can't tell if that guy's got capri pants or if he's in a, if he's in a, you know, a gay band, or I don't know what's going on. Same, same with Southern. You go down to South Carolina, some guy's wearing a seersucker suit with the tidy Daisy Dukes on and a Pencilton mustache. And I'm like, is he the mayor or is he a homosexual? I don't know. I agree. I mean, Lindsey Graham, if that guy's not gay, then I'm I'm uh, African-American. I don't know what's going on with that fella. Well, That's the gayest man I've ever seen. That, His name's Lindsey. Yeah, they're sucking on a, on a mint julep with a tiny straw, and uh, they their names are Lindsey, Shelley, Sandy, Ashley. These are men's names in the South. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Sambo. Uh, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this off my uh, panties here, if I don't, if I don't mind. Um, so, <laughs> you talk about sitting and watching TV and hating yourself. So I was uh, sitting at home, and I'm leaving for New Orleans on Wednesday. It's Tuesday night. The lady went down to Beantown. So I had the place to myself, and I'm just like, oh, I got the place to myself. I'll watch some TV, and it's, you know, five. Got a show at eight with you, or a show maybe you'll pop in at Canners at the 13th step. Beautiful night in New York. It's a chilly 60 degrees, and I go, all right, I got three hours to kill before my show. And I was watching TV, and I was fat, and I had a beer in my hand, and I go, what am I doing? And I put on, I like a little self-help Jew every now and then, so I'll throw on a self-help, and one guy was like, what are you doing? It was like the, the movies where the TV's talking to you. He's like, what are you doing, you loser? You're sitting down. You should be out living. Go live your life. What are all these people sitting at home? And I'm like, oh, my God, he's right. So I said, well, you know what? I own a car. I'm going to go down to the garage, get my car out, my 1973 Beamer, and drive it around the city for three full hours and then go to my show in it. Hell and yeah. I, I just went to the garage and I said... <laughs> I'll take the Beamer, please. And the guy goes, oh, old Smokey, huh? He was this old black guy. I go, yeah, yeah, it's Smokey. Shut up. I hate you. And he's like, no, I love that car. He's like, I would take that car over any car in here. And this is the village. And it's nothing but Jags and uh, Benzes and Maseratis and whatnot. So he pulls it out. It's smoking. It's barely running. You know? And we pull it out. I pull it out. And I had to learn stick all over again. And I drove it all over town with the windows down. I had the best night of my life. Wow, it sounds fun. You're Costanza. You're Costanza and Little Baron yes. cruising around. I love it. I got John Voight's car. I got a pencil in my mouth, and I'm driving around. Now, this is where I'm going to really get get a little little clammy, and it's going to make you uncomfortable. Oh, boy. I'm been, always uncomfortable anyways. I've been day drinking, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So I pulled up to 13 Step. It's my uh, first show of the night. I got a parking spot right on 2nd Avenue. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm rolling the window up. It takes 20 minutes because it's the old-fashioned one. And, uh, you know, a couple people go, by, hey, nice car. Oh, 2002. What is that, a 74? 73. All right. You know, lock the hey, door. Hey, you're riding a girl's bike. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to 13 Step, and I see you. And uh, you go, hey, you got the car here? And I go, I got the car here. And you're like, what? Let's go see the car, which I'm not used to that. You know, nobody has done that to me in my whole life. Anything I've gotten into, nobody gave a fuck. My parents, you know, you know when you tell your friends you're doing comedy, they're like, why would you do comedy? Does it pay? You're like, no, I'm doing an open mic. They're like, why? When do you get out of it? I'm like, I don't know. It's I try, I'm trying it. I don't know. So then you got to move to New York. But So you were into the car. So I couldn't believe you wanted to see it, and I was ecstatic showing it to you, and I couldn't even get words out. You're like, well, well how does this, is this the original radio? I'm like, eh, it is, it is the original radio, and, and look at this, and look at that. And I was like, let me start it up. I was so excited. I was like a kid with a Red Rider gun. I couldn't even, I couldn't even take that you were interested in it. I'm very interested, first of all. You just froze, which is a, a nightmare, right in the good... Right in the good, right when the, the, the dick was throbbing and the load was about to hit the back of my throat, you froze. I hit my shoe. <clears throat> Eric put it out with his big shoe. <laughs> um, no, well, it was exciting. Well, the best part was they were like, you had to leave, and then Canner's like, you're next. And I was like, well, I got to go see this car. And then we got to jog down the street like when Harry met Sally, which was really fun. Yes, I'll have what that she's was having. It was a little annoying because I came back and I had been bumped by, by Louie and uh, I could have just spent more time. I could have gone for a cruise around, but I, I'm dying to see more. I want to get in that thing yeah. and uh, I'm happy to, to play that role. But these, these poor parents, they, they stink. They stink. I got more <laughs> on that later. But yeah, they're the worst. And, and But look, you get used to it. You just go, ah, it's my car. I like the car. Why would they care about the car? It's not their car. But you, you think you can fake it a little bit for uh, your pride and joy every now and then. But hey, I get it. But, uh, you know, they don't give a shit, but you cared, and you seemed genuinely interested. You know, some people will feign a little interest. They go, oh, that's cool. What is that, uh, blue? And you go, oh, it's red. They go, oh, it looked blue to me. And you go, all right, I'll see you later. But you you actually seemed to be interested, and I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, it was fun. I'm, I'm very interested. I can't wait to ride the thing. I mean, I love, I, I like cars. I'm not a big car guy, but I like History. I like yes. that that car came off the the plant or out of the plant or or whatever the fuck Robert Plant. Yes. And, but and somebody Planters was in peanuts. there. It was their hopes and dreams. That whole thing. Someone was sitting in there. The Sting won Best Picture. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it's just exciting that 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 car has been around for years and, and somebody drove it to go see the you know Godfather Part Two and, and Cuckoo's Nest or whatever it is. Yes. And it's around. Plus, it's like. It's just fun. I'm like, let's get in this. Let's cruise around. And I just got a car. And the feeling of having a car is like, I, I get what Springsteen's been talking about. Yes. It is this this beacon of hope and love. I, I get in my car. I got just a whatever censure. But the feeling of getting in there and you got your tunes going and you're in this little cocoon. Yes. And, and you, you, it can take you anywhere. It's, right. it's so exciting. And that car... Particularly, you got that steel bumper on there, and the, the the back seats are a joke. You couldn't even fit anyone in there, and, no. and the old seatbelt, the radio. It's it's uh, very exciting, and it made me want to get a classic car. I'm like, maybe I'll get an old Camino, and we'll fucking we'll you know we'll race up the West Side Highway and fuck. Yes, I mean that that back seat is a joke. You couldn't get a Vita in there, a Dead Hooker, a Brad a Brad Williams wouldn't fit back there. But the beauty, it's like you said with the the metal bumper. 
cars used to be kind of works of art back in the day. Like you designed, like some guy designed a car in Germany, some guy named Wolf Dickless, and he designed it, and they never worried about safety or regulations or airbags or, or whatever, cr- crumple zones. You know, it was just, this is a cool-looking machine, and we're going to make it efficient and fast and fun. And now it's like, hey, you got to get a Honda with the with a baby seat and a, and, a, and a fender bender and all this, you know, rearview mirrors and stuff. But back then it was just like this art thing, and it, it's almost like comedy. You could do what you wanted, you know. And it, it was just like this is this cool piece that you like. This you buy it. This is your art thing, and you get to whiz down the street in this. It's almost like buying a, a piece of furniture that looks cool, you know. And now it's all about hey, this gets you from A to B, and it's it's maroon and it looks like ass. But no offense. But yeah, you just described my car. Ah, well, I don't I don't mean maroon. I mean it, it just. It's just like here's some tan thing with four wheels and a, and a and an eight track player, and it'll get you home. But this thing, it's that's why I like the old cars because it's got a little zest. It's got some life in it. It's like an old movie. Now a movie's like, oh, here's the Avengers Part Thirty Eight. We're just trying to sell some tickets here, you know. But this thing is like, here's uh, Mean Streets on wheels. It's a hell of a ride, and that's the same year Mean Streets came out, and great. Great car, very exciting. I was excited to see it, and I wish I had more time. That was the only regret. I had to jog back, and like I said, I had 15 more minutes than I realized, which was annoying, but uh, that's the way it goes in comedy. But no, it was exciting, and I wanted to get in that thing and go for a spin around the block, and it's all very exciting. And that was a fun night because um, I was getting to this real quick, and I know we got to get to some of our other sponsors here, but that was a, a fun night because I went to the... I was supposed to be at the stand. They'd have their outdoor show on the sidewalk. And then the seller has been doing, you can have dinner. It's a restaurant. And every once in a while, a comic will get up there and tell a couple jokes there. Sure. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the cellar, have dinner, do a set there, and then go across town to the stand. Yeah. So I drove in my piece of shit maroon bullshit. Ah. And, and uh, just kidding. So I drove, I drove in. on Once I parked it, I parked far away because I just take the first spot. I don't mind walking. So I yeah. see a spot, I park. And I had a fun exchange, by the way, just real quick. Ooh. I'm parking, and there's a red light. So all these cars, everything's one way in New York, and all the cars are backed up. And so I'm trying to park, but there's like a big UPS truck here. So I can't parallel because i'm going to hit the ups so i'm waiting for those cars to leave so i can start parallel parking yeah and this bicyclist i'm in the bike lane i'm blocking mm. the bike lane and this bicyclist comes up next to me and goes really <laughs> and so i rolled down the window and i said ah, i'm sorry i'm, I'm gonna take the spot i gotta parallel park but i can't move until this guy moves and i, I apologize that i'm blocking the bike lane and he went uh fair enough ah and then I rolled the window back up, and it felt good. It felt like one step in the direction that our humanity needs to go. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. That's rare. The, the I understand, and I, uh, I'm i okay with it. Well, my instinct is to be like, fuck you. Fuck your mother. You can see I'm parking. It's hard to park. Get off your bike, you fucking loser. Who rides a bike, you piece of shit? And his, his instinct was to do the really... Yeah, And then I just explained the situation, and I'm like, I feel bad. I'm blocking the bike lane. That sucks for you. I'm sure you were cruising. You wish you were going. If you follow the rules properly, you'll be at a red light in 14 feet anyways. But right. 
These that, cyclists don't stop at red lights. That's true. Uh, and it's also kind of like when people comment something mean on your Twitter, on your YouTube, and you go, geez, man, that really hurt my feelings. And then they write back, like, I'm so sorry. I live with my mom. I'm a virgin. Uh, I can't get it up. Uh, I can't throw a football. I hate myself. And you go, all right, it's cool. I get it. Yeah, it's a good feeling. We got we got to we got to try to take baby steps in the right direction. So that was a nice exchange. Anyways, I parked the car as I'm walking to the the cellar or the olive tree. I get a, a a text saying, "Hey, stand is canceled tonight. No reservations. It's a cold night, whatever, chilly night." And I go, "Oh, well, whatever." I get to the cellar and it reminded me of the old days, the early days of comedy, because it was a bunch of comics. Eric Newman, Louie met me over there, Ryan Reese, Nick Griffin, no women, mm. no minorities. And we're all just there at the table because it's show up and, and see if there's a show kind of thing. It's yeah. not booked anymore. It's not a lineup. Right. There's no booker. By the way, when there's no booker, it's all just white dudes that show up. <laughs> um, I didn't want to say it, but yes, love of the game. It's just five straight white guys with nowhere else to be. But uh, so we're sitting there and there's literally zero people because we're locking down again. It's a cold night. So we all sat there. We talk comedy. We talk movies and everyone's going, that movie sucks. That movie's great, whatever. And finally, everyone just go, all right, well, there's no show here. The stand's canceled. And everyone goes, well, I'm going to go to Tiny Cupboard. I'm going to go to the Peach Fuzz. I'm going to go to your mother's twat. Yeah. And I go, hey, 13 Step, the show we did last. I had done it the week before, which I think I talked about last week. I said, hey, they got a show. I said, let's go over there. So we finished eating. Louie and I walked to my car, jumped in the car, drove over to second. I got a spot right behind your car. And Uh that's where I bumped into you. But it reminded me of the early days of comedy where you all show up at the creek or an open mic or a bar show. And we go, nobody showed up. And everyone goes, I'm going to try this place. Everyone kind of dispersed to a different place to go. We got to get up somewhere. I have the mindset of going on. So we all dispersed, went to the 13th step. I ate shit. And uh, that was it. Ah, did you really? They weren't good. Well, I went after. Did you Louis. really die up there? I went ah. after Louis, and he did well. So that was a, a thing, and I was fine. I was doing all new, and I kind of self sabotaged. Louis told me all about how I ruined my own set for a while. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd like to hear that uh, another day, but. Yeah, that, that show was all right. I, that was a great night. I did three sets that night with the car, and it, you're right. It felt like old times, and they were all indoor, and everybody was into it and full, the full full crowds. So I don't know what, what to believe. You read Twitter, the, the walls are bleeding, and then you go outside, and the birds are chirping. Well, I'll just say this real quick. Got the call today. One of the guys I was with at the cellar that night has covid now and i heard of two other people that are in the scene that also have it so be careful out there because it is starting to uh it's starting to you know take a dump on our chest so yeah it's percolating careful be easy yeah and i I think the guy that got it he got it later and uh, i didn't say his name purposefully here but uh somebody over there had it but uh, i think we're all fine i don't know oh but anyways take a walk outside alone uh, and put your headphones in, because uh, that's all you can do about now if you're trying to avoid the vid. Uh, Tuesday's story is brought to you by Raycon, and I've gone full into Raycon. I, I always dabbled with them, and I enjoyed them, but I'm listening to Raycon every night. I use them, I go to bed with them. You can put one in, you can put the other one in, you can listen to both or one at a time. They're so much more advanced than the others. I love Raycon. The sound quality is great. 
You can adjust it just with a button. You can you can stop it. You can start it. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can lower the volume, raise the volume, just with the click on the actual AirPod. They're pretty great. Uh, gonna be good as a gift. We got uh, the holidays coming up. I use them every day. Love the earbuds. You gotta get them. Uh, Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. The battery on these things is a is a doozy. That thing goes and goes. The audio quality is great. Comparable to what you might get from other premium brands. Raycon started half the price though. Holiday season's coming up. Get these folks something for your your folks and your family and your friends. And get something for you. Trust me, you're gonna use them every day. I know I do. Tell them what to do there, fatty. Go to buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays today to get 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, because this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays to get 20% off your Raycons. One more time, buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. And while we have you... Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Manscaped. You guys know about Manscaped. I mean, we've all had a couple of unfortunate incidences trying to clean up our pubic hair. And I'm married, so I go full bush for like months. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't say anything. But then when I use my Manscaped razor and trimmer to clean it up, you can see the the delight on her face. She's like a, a, a kid at a birthday party when the donkey shows up. Sure. I mean, Pin the head on it. <laughs> get get yourself some manscaped there are only they are the only men's brand dedicated exclusively to below the belt grooming and hygiene get yourself the performance package featuring the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 i mean i got a lawn and i need it mowed Oh, yeah. And I'm grateful they sent me one of these. It's waterproof and it includes an LED light and is made with advanced skin safe technology. You love Manscaped, don't you, pal? Big fan of the scape. I uh, I throw that lawnmower into my uh, into my bag. I just use it on the road every weekend. I, I love it. The battery's great. Big fan. It's got a light on that puppy. So you can get up in the nostrils and the ears and I could I could use a trim. I might pull mine out tonight. Uh, when you order the performance package, get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code TUESDAYS at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com and use the promo code TUESDAYS, plural, like your balls, for 20% off your first order. And always use the right tools for the job. Thank you. Yeah, we want to... Thank all our sponsors, support the people that support the show, and this is not a sponsor, but it's exciting news. We have a new merch Ooh. situation, and my God, I mean, Shelby did some uh, some research, and he really dug deep in there, <clears throat> and we found a hell of a new merch store. All new merch is up at T Public. The link oh, is yeah. in the description of this episode. We got two classic designs and four new ones designed by Tuesday's artist designers. More designs coming in the future, by the way. This is no one-trick pony. And they got mugs, fucking shot glasses maybe, masks, everything, stickers. So magnets. go in there and get some. Yeah, magnets. I love them. We have a collection on the fridge. Ah, 
Magnet School. Yeah, I love them. All shirt designs can be all it can be put on anything, and the designs and shipping methods are 100% better than the ones we had before. We were all over the road. We were going through Target and Apple and Amazon and Grinder, <laughs> you name it. So we got our ducks in a row. Our uh, you know stuff is all in order. Check it out, and I believe a lot of these are designed by gays themselves. So oh yeah, all gay design. Made for the people by the gay people, and uh, you're going to love it. And if they don't sell, we'll get rid of it. And if you got a new one, send that in. If that one's hot, we'll throw it on there, and the whole thing is lunch. So get on board, folks. Yeah, we got some cleaner ones because we got some complaints about people didn't want a rainbow shirt and a queef shirt and a, you know, a ah. bag of jizz shirt. So we, we, we cleaned it up. We tightened it. We used the Manscaped to, to clean our bushes and... Uh, it's a hell of a hell of a situation. So get yourself some T-shirts. Good gift to give your uh, you know your aunt or whatever. Yeah, these gays are creative and artistic. I'm very impressed. Uh, I didn't know the the gays were so so good with a pencil or a, or a paint or a what do you call it? Photoshop, you name it. I don't know, but we got the best fans in the biz. I mean, we really do. And yeah, good eggs, big big gays out there. High five to you. You're all a bunch of chooches and uh i gotta tell you about this interaction i had you mentioned the weirdo at the bike lane what about this i got on a flight last week back home you know the planes are empty it's the best time to travel in a pandemic i know i'm a super spreader but hey you gotta pay the bills keep the lights on i got 14 apartments two vehicles and a and a toupee but I get on a flight. I got the whole row. I'm sitting on the aisle seat. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm pretending to read my book, Kerouac. This uh, Hasidic Jew lady comes down the aisle, and she looks at me, and she goes, Huh, is this your seat? And I look at my ticket. I look up at the doohickey on the, on the overhead. I go, 11F. And she goes, I was told I had the full row. And I go, Well, this is my seat. And she goes, Well, they said I have the full row. And I go, well, they lied to you. And she angrily brushed past me, sat in the window seat, and said, I don't understand why they would tell me I have the full row. And she was giving me attitude. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Take it up with them. And I was I was already in a mood. It's 4 a.m. I'm hungover. I'm gay. But we had a, a miserable flight, a lot of tension. And it just shows like we had the seat in the middle free. That's that should be enough that you're like content. You know, that's that should be some gratefulness right there. But she still hated me. Well, hey, I gotta say this. I, I don't know anybody that has more seat issues with you. I mean, this is you got a lot of seat problems. You got like a, a target on your back. I don't know what's going on. Eleven F. I, I eleven fuckheads trying to take your spot, your seat, your row. I mean, so did she take it up with them or what? I mean, I hate that they told me this. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, my mother told me I, I could play for the Sox, but it didn't pan out, you fucking cunt. Exactly. My mother told me I was adopted. I did some 23 and Me's. Turns out I'm hers, which hurt even worse. But yeah, it, it, I don't know what to tell you. And I get she was venting and she was upset because she wanted the whole row because of COVID or whatever. She had the full yarmulke face mask. Then she had that... that Blowtorch mask, you know, like the the welder. The uh, oh, yeah. yeah, she had that one with the mask, with the Jew curls, with the the dreidel, and man, she was not having it. But I'm like, yeah, take it up with them. But she was just like, well, you're in front of me, so I'm gonna tell you my problems. So I get it, but 
I, after the third the third lap, I was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, sister. Mazel tov, and uh, I'm, I'm hitting the shut-eye. Maybe she was supposed to be across the aisle in the same row? Is that possible? No. That's what they meant by the whole row? No? We okay, checked, okay. We checked the tickets, and uh, I thought maybe I'll just pop over there, but that row had a middle seat dweeb, so I said, well, I'm not sitting next to Cunnilingus over there. I'm staying here. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's on her, but it's good that you didn't tell her to fuck off or everything because we got to take the steps, the baby steps, say, hey, I- I'm sorry, I don't know what they told you, but uh, it sounds like these flight attendants, they're giving out bad info at the front of the plane, which is interesting because at some point they're going to come back to the plane and, and have to face the person again. But the beauty of their system on the airlines is uh, they do this whole 9-11 rigmarole thing where they... They got the the desk coos, and then they give you a ticket, and then you get on the plane, and now you got the aisle coos, and they're two different cooses. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they don't they they go, hey, she told me this. They go, well, that ain't me, fatty. I don't know what to tell you, dickless. Uh, and pipe down, we're about to take off. Yeah, it's one of those hard things where uh, there's just no give. We, all the information has been said, so you just kind of have to go. All right, I guess it's your decision. You can get off the plane or sit here. Right. There's no, there's no in between. Well, what do you call that? Uh, not compatibility. When you, when you, when you, when you, you're you're reliable. No. Oh, oh, uh. You're uh, responsible. I think it's a C, like a C word, where they go. Ah, uh, I I don't have compatible. Any, no no um, capability. Uh, oh shit. Uh, no culp culpability. I don't know what culp is. Culpable. That's a fish. Culpable. Guppy. I think that's something. Culpable. Culp. What is culpable? I don't know culpable. That's something. C U L P. I believe you. I think it's able a, to be culp. I think. Uh, Culprit. Yes. Oh, I like I like no culp in my OJ. I don't know. Huh. Culp, what is that? I'm looking culpable for. Culpable means compa- deserving blame. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Not the one I was. Exp- th- the one I'm thinking is it's. Yeah, you don't Compassion? take responsibility for your friends' flaws. No, that's culpable. I is think culpable is right. Okay, yeah, deserving blame. I think it's not hitting my G uh, spot. I don't know what it is, but uh, that could be it. Cultivate. <laughs> cult. Cult of personality. Uh, How many syllables are you thinking? It's one of those. It's a. It's a. It's an umble. It's a cultable, compatible, comprehensible. There's ah. no. Use it in a sentence. So give me like the blank. Say this blah 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 boo blank. You, you, I might be able to shove it up your ass. Uh, you gotta have some blank to. To to get the credit. Ah, shit. I can't even use it in a sense. Ah, I'll so, call you I later. I think culpability. You need maybe some culpability. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I just heard that somebody Fuck. saying it, got, it was like a racial thing, and somebody's like, well, you guys aren't... Ah. Oh, taking uh, coercion. Oh, 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 that could be taking, something. Uh, taking might be the beginning. Taking, taking things you didn't pay for. Taking back uh, the night. Taking uh, care of business. Taking, Taking your virginity? Ah, well, 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 we'll talk about it later. But either way, I had a show uh, last night. My brother showed up, and I bombed at the end, and it really killed me. Um, by the way, I had one of these where I couldn't think of the word, 
for like days the other day, and I had to text. It was with Ranon. Oh, quick, quick thing, by the way. I talked about Please. Ranon Hershad. Ranon yeah. Comedy, at R-A-A-N-A-N oh, Comedy. People keep asking me about him. Yeah, but he killer. did. How about this? We're Seinfeld fans, obviously. He did a, a leave behind in Louis' car. Oh, on purpose? Not on purpose, he claims, but I get a, a call from Louis going, hey, the, uh, the chubby Jew kid that I hated, <laughs> he left his hat in the car. Ooh. And I go, I, I call Ron, I go, you did a leave behind in Louis' vehicle? First of all, they're called yarmulkes, I believe. <laughs> but uh, what, what, did he, what did he have, like a hat with a propeller on it? What's he doing with a hat on? It was like a New York comedy club hat. Oh. I don't know if he's trying to get Louis passed or what, but he left the hat. <laughs> And then, you know, Louis's like, yeah, if you bump into him, or and, and Ronan's like, well, maybe if we see him again, I can get it back. And I'm like, this isn't going to fly there, pal. Yeah, nice try, Dickless. Um, but anyways, I was hanging out with him, and I couldn't think of the word. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it to you and see if you can think of it. Put it in my ass. I, I, I'll see if I diarrhea. So I... The the, the, the the subject, it was some other guy, I don't know either, that looks like Ronan. It was the three of us talking. A rabbi. And, and I go, uh, I went to the Viking Museum in Norway, and I was like, it's so mind-blowing to see these old Viking ships that are 10,000 years old or 50,000 or 300. I don't know how old they are. Mm. But I was like, they're all still together, complete there. Yeah. Oh. What's the word? Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Not refurbished. Um, not fermented. It took me days. Fermented? Did you get it? Eventually I got it. And I even said this to them. I was like, in something. Preserved. In, no, they're all in blank. Tacked. Yeah, that oh. was it. I couldn't think of it. And they couldn't think of it. It was torture. Well, tact is a whole other word in itself. You know, he's, that guy's got tact, or you have no it, tact. People tell me that a lot. And then tact is something you do when you're uh, sailing, too. You, ah. you're, you tact a thing and uh, tactics and... Yep, tacky. Tic-tac-toe, you froze. I don't know what you said there, oh, but I'm sure it was good. Tacky, and then there's a uh, thumbtack. Oh, yeah. Aha. Um, Intact. But anyways, I had to text him like four days later, and he was like, what? Ah. And I was like, intact, remember? And I was like, text that other kid. And he's like, all right, I don't know what you're talking about. He was too busy, you know, leaving behind clothes at Seinfeld's apartment. <laughs> oh, complacent. No, that's not it. Ah, damn it. I'm going to think of it later Culpable. and text you. Somebody, some Tuesday right now is in Omaha going, ah, I got it. But if you call in, if you know it. By the way, you know what's weird about the Vikings? Their whole thing is the the horns on the he on the helmet. They're blonde. They got mustaches and a big boat with a lady on the front with tits. And right. they all they all they're known for is raping. That's the whole thing with Viking. They went here. They raped everybody. That's why these people are still six eight in uh you know Scandinavia. And isn't it weird that there's the Minnesota Vikings? Like they're all just they're all whole thing is raping and pillaging. Is it not? This is exactly the conversation we had. This is why we're we're, we're kindred spirits or uh, gay lovers or you know parents of so synced up. This is exactly the conversation I said. How long before these people come after the Vikings as a team? Because uh -huh. the Redskins are done and the Braves and the Seminoles and all this shit. 
And it's just a matter of time before they say, hey, what is this? We're, we're got a team named after the Vikings and the Vikings raped. So, yeah. But his thing, Ronan's point, I think his point was, you know, the Native Americans are still around, mm. I think. And then the emblems or the logos are like, or whatever. Right. But no one's claiming to be a Viking, maybe, or something. I forget. He had a good point. But yes. I do think eventually they're going to say, hey, get rid of the Vikings. Vikings did bad things. I, I think he got something there. And uh, th- that's true. And the Vikings were, were a couple of honky cracker white devils. So I think that makes it fine. Like, we could, no, one, no one's sticking up for them. Right. But... But they're villains. They're, they're villains, yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. I mean... I feel like eventually things will get to that place, but maybe things will ease up and get a little better and no one will care about this shit anymore at some point. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you hope. But uh, here, here's one that I guarantee you will go the way of the dodo. I, I'm, I'm saying in the next decade, within 2020 to 2029, this will go away. The golf tournament masters. That's going. Call it right now. Oh, that's possible. I mean, it is Georgia. I know Master Bedroom is gone, but I think Masters is in reference to a master at this sport. Because uh, Master Bedroom was directly in reference to, like, the guy that is the masturbator or whatever. I see. So that one, I'm like, I can see the case. I think it's goofballs. <laughs> I mean, but but it's also like, yeah, the big bedroom then. I mean, it's easy to easy enough to change. True. But I, I, you, you could be right. I mean, they, it never ceases to surprise me what is uh, offensive. Well, it's almost like a choo-choo, like a PC choo-choo. You got to keep putting the wood in the fire. And uh, I feel like, you know, after even if everything's perfect, because we talk about how we have to live in this utopia and this is offensive to this person. This, and, but after everything's perfect, they find something. Hey, this cartoon with the kid getting thrown blueberry blueberries at him is offensive to people with dietary restrictions, and you go, okay, so now you're just you're just you're just trying to throw more train tracks down. Yeah, those people. Uh, I hope they die uh, because <laughs> you know you. Th- I don't want to go off on a whole thing, but you'd hope that side would fucking ease off of this completely innocuous horseshit. Yeah. Uh, well, how so about, uh, how about this one? This one's going away. Maybe you got a point with the masters. This one's going away. First class. It's elitist. It's a class system in in and of itself. Well, I'll tell you that one you're on because you're on to something because it's already Delta One. Oh, they already say, hey, they say uh, JetBlue. Uh, what's it called? Mint. JetBlue Plus. Mint. Mint. Yes, mint. exactly. It's mint. It's it's number one. It's it's whatever. <laughs> First class is already getting out. You're right. That's you're a good, right. That's a good one. All right. Well, geez, Did we got to wrap. Someone this. come in. I, I see some squirrely eyes there. Something happened. Uh, my dad's my dad's picking me up uh, oh, to go geez, to high school, I, and uh, you know, we tie the clock's ticking. I got to have dinner with my parents and kill them. I, oh yuck! That sounds horrible. Uh, I saw a little eye twitch. I could tell something's up. Let's let's wrap her up. Hit up, hit up the uh, the store, the new store. What's the link? The website. It's Ooh, in the oh, it's in on. the bio of the episode. It's in the bio of oh, the episode. There you go. So go check that out. Shelby and, said uh, it's oh, a public T. Link is in the description. Okay, T public, T E E public. Yeah, T T public, uh, T publicans. <laughs> 
Uh, go tea party. Go check that. Go check that out and get on the Patreon. Now we're looking to get four thousand. We'll do the live one soon, probably after Thanksgiving break, I assume. And uh, have a safe Thanksgiving. Check out. I got the new web series going. Connor's Ultimate Movies. It's a lot of fun. It's real silly. Appreciate all the kind words. Subscribe to my YouTube for the love of fuck, because the industry is going to hate us after this episode. No, oh, you got that and, right. And. Uh, I'm in, oh, I'm in Foxborough this Saturday. I thought it was Friday. I've been plugging Friday for like six months. This Saturday, I'm at the comedy thing, Gillette Stadium. Oh, I got to wrap up. Your dad's taking his belt off. It's not in the stadium. It's called Comedy <laughs> Farts. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Google Foxborough Mass Joe List. I'll put the link in my Instagram. Two shows. We're probably all going to die, but yep. uh, come to the show. Erica Rhodes is in town. She's doing ah. guest spots. Sarah will be there, so it's going to be a hell of a show. I'm done. Don't get hit by your dad. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's taking off the belt. He's wearing a robe. It's weird. Uh, I'm all over the place. Who knows? Uh, I think I'm going to be out in Spokane. If you live out there, not the club. Bridgeport Stress Factory, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and uh, maybe Tipitina's in New Orleans. So, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Come on out, say hello, get some merch, get on the Patreon. We'll do a live stream soon. Praise Allah, kill yourself, hug your mom, and blow your brother. We'll see you next week. Yeah.